Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 227. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and it is so good to be with you again. I know a few weeks have passed since we last spoke, but I hope you've been keeping busy. I know I have. On this episode of the show, I have my good pal Jack from the band Dead Poet Society, who is here to discuss his group's debut album, which just hit stores through Spine Farm Records back in February of 2021. Now, Jack's here to tell us the history of the band, but also a little bit about what he's learned from the world of music promotion in this new age. I mean, let's face it. The way we promoted albums before the COVID-19 pandemic is over, and artists everywhere are trying to find new ways to connect with fans, especially new ones, and Jack's here to tell us what he's learned. Before we get there, I want to remind you that this episode of the show is brought to you by Holix.com. Holix is the music industry's leading promotional distribution platform. Record labels, publicists, and independent artists from all over the world choose Holix to share their new and unreleased music with influencers. If you visit Holix.com today and sign up, you'll get your first month of service absolutely free. So why wait? It's Holix.com, H-A-U-L-I-X.com. And if you'd like to watch a video version of this interview, please head over to our YouTube channel and search Music Biz. That's Music B-I-Z. You can watch Jack and I have this conversation from the comfort of our homes, and I think it's a great time. You'll probably enjoy it. But if you're comfortable where you are right now, then just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inside Music. good to be talking to you right now it's actually like 65 here in the midwest where i live now you guys dead poet society are an la-based band i believe so you're probably in california right yeah yeah we're in california now so me saying it's 65 here you're like that's that's every day of my life except for when it gets hot yeah yeah it's been every day of winter so far (laughs) oh i am a little bit jealous how are you holding up how are things out west uh it's been an interesting month it's definitely been an interesting month um it's uh we're holding up pretty good we're holding up pretty good we're getting ready to uh do a live stream with uh bathflower or not with bathflower but they're they're producing it for us and uh and uh we'll be going live on the 13th so it's just been a lot of prep work for that. That's great, man. Now, Badflower is a band that seems like like there's a lot. Like if there's a Venn diagram of Badflower fans and people who could potentially like your band, it would pretty much be like a full circle. Like there's, yeah. I feel like that's that's like the perfect match. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't ask for a more generous and, uh, I mean, honestly, just it was such a it was such a lucky thing that we ended up not only touring with an awesome band but an awesome group of people that have become very close friends of ours and uh have helped us out so much that's that's great to hear now i want to give everybody a little bit of insight into the world of dead poet society now you guys just released your debut album uh called the exclamation album it's if you are watching, I'm trying to think of how to express just an exclamation point because I believe that that's the <laughs> title, but I think we call it the exclamation album, right? 
Uh, for, you know, for PR purposes, like I guess like interviews and everything like that, the label said we needed some sort of verbal title. <laughs> so we said, okay, well, you can call it that, but that's not the name of it. It's, it the name of it is what it is. And it's, it's a dash, an exclamation point, and a dash. And the symbol doesn't have a verbal way of being called. We're kind of leaving it up for our, to our fans to really name it. But, um, but they, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't. However, you want to say it. That's how you say it. But it's it's very it's very recognizable when you uh, when you type it in. It's very easy to type. You know, you know the name of the album when you look at it. Uh, so, like when we when we first uh, decided to, the idea came up to name it that. We we thought about that. I was like, well, it's going to be pretty hard to tell people what it's called in interviews, but but it's not going to be hard to know it. It's not going to be hard to type it in. You'll recognize it when you see it, and uh, and we just decided that that was the way we needed to go because when we looked at that symbol while we listened to the music, it just fit so perfectly and it captured the vibe of the entire album. So we decided let's stick true to the art. Let's do what brings you feeling and let's go with it. (laughs) That is a great way to go about it. And I imagine that if we lived in a world where you could, perform live and such that that's a symbol you could easily that's that's easy branding you can slap that on shirts backdrops whatever you need it's it does have an immediate that's what we do (laughs) what we're doing all right well take me back to the beginning tell give me like the marvel origin story of dead poet like tell me tell me where it comes from i know that you guys met i believe on the other coast out in boston where i also used to live so tell me like how'd Mm -hmm. you meet how'd you guys end up out west um, so we all met at college. We were all going to a place called Berkeley College of Music. And um, it, it's weird how the band kind of came together because the, all the friends I made at Berkeley just happened. I don't know how this happened, but they all just happened to live in the same corner on the same floor of the dorms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I met them all through like separate classes and, and whatnot but it all ended up being right there and um my uh i was good friends with jack's roommate am good friends with jack's roommate still and uh i used to go and just hang out with him freshman year at berkeley and we would go to his room and jack would kind of be there but i you know i only saw him in passing i would say hey what's up man you know and uh and uh he actually thought i was kind of a douchebag (laughs) and uh I guess because I didn't really look like a musician and uh but he heard me sing one day and they had been wrote Dead Poet Society was around before I was in it and they had been rotating through a lot of band members and they were trying to find a drummer and they were trying to find a vocalist and uh Jack came up to me one day and was like hey I've got these songs do you want to sing on them like I would really like to hear your voice on it and I was extremely hesitant because Dead Poet Society was being memed at Berkeley as being one of the worst bands to come out of Berkeley. Mm. And they were so bad, in fact, that 
another one of my friends that lived on that same floor in the same corner uh, uh, was in the band and I convinced him to leave the band because I thought that they were so bad. <laughs> and so he dips, he was a drummer. Hence the reason they had to find a new drummer. And uh, six months later, I end up joining the band because I sang on these songs and then I tried to ghost them and I didn't really want to be a part of it. And they kept hounding me. They kept asking me to write with them. And one day, uh, the uh, original bassist, Nick, who's no longer in the band, uh, showed up at my door and was like, yo, dude, what are you doing right now? And I was like, nothing. He was like, all right, cool, let's write. And so I was like, fuck, okay, fine. And I, I let him in and we sat down and wrote and I was expecting it to go really poorly. But uh, it ended up, we ended up coming out with something pretty cool. And I thought, okay, well, maybe there's something here. I don't know. So I kept writing with them. And uh, that first song that we wrote ended up being the first song we released. And from then on, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm good to go. And awesome. That was my intro in there. so things are going well you guys are working together you've you've been you've been tricked into being in the band you start liking being into the band so at what point is it like let's pack our bags and go west uh so that was i joined the band in 2013 and it's and it's end of 2012 beginning of 2013 i think is when i joined the band if Mm -hmm. i recall correctly i can't remember but um, we started writing and it was just important to write as much as possible nonstop. And so we just wrote and wrote and wrote. And, uh, and we went, we did a couple of tours and on the East, just, just small stuff on the East coast. And then one of our songs got shouted out by this guy named Joe, who's an influencer down in Mexico. He has a massive, massive Instagram following. And, uh, and uh, he, he's got a really, really funny YouTube channel. And uh, he really liked our music. Uh, one song in particular called Sound and Silence, and he shouted it out. And it ended up giving us like a starting, like a foothold in Mexico, out of all places. And mm-hmm. turns out he had a band too. So we were like, dude, can we tour with you? And he's like, yeah, fuck it, dude. Like, buy some tickets and come down. Let's do this. And so a few weeks went by and we were just thinking like, oh, we need to buy those tickets. We need to buy those tickets. We got to make this real. We got to make this real. And then uh, we get a little b- bit of money through from the sink. And I'm just up one night and I go, fuck it, let's do it. All right. And I bought the tickets. And uh, I, I text Joe and he's like, oh, fuck, you actually did it. Okay, cool. I'll plan some shows. <laughs> and so... And so uh, it was a little preemptive, but but we just decided to do it, and we spent we went down there, and we had a fucking blast, made a lot of friends, and made a lot of fans, and then we ended up over the course of since like 2014 ish, um, 2015, no, it was 2014, yeah, we toured Mexico like nine times, and that kind of got us our start there, mm-hmm. and then um. Then in 2016, Jack and I and were like, okay, we need to move somewhere. Let's figure this out. Where do we go? Um, well, LA seems to be the most sense because that's where like all the music industry is. We know nothing about it, but let's just, we just need to get out of Boston. And yeah. 
so he calls me up one day and I think it's like, I think it's like July 15th or something. And he was like, Hey, let's move to California. Like now. And I think I was home visiting family or something. We had just all graduated. Um, well, just graduated. I graduated a year after everybody else, but you know, better late than never. And, uh, he's like, let's, let's just go. Let's just go. I was like, okay, cool. So that was probably like July 15th. No, it was later. It was like July 20th. And then by July 27th, we were out the door and no planning, no prep, no, no saving money, no nothing. Just decided, fuck it. Let's just go. And, uh, we packed up Jack's Ford Taurus and, and moved out. It was like this 2001 Ford Taurus. We just packed it to the brim with everybody's stuff. Nick and Nick and Will were going to stay behind, uh, to finish their, you know, work and whatnot. And Jack and I just started driving and we got all the way to California. No, we get all the way to Colorado and the transmission blows in the car. And yeah. And we're stuck in this one place called Beaver Creek, which out of all the places in in the United States to be stuck, we just happened to get stuck in this tiny little town where Jack actually had family friends. So we (laughs) ended up going and staying with them for like a day trying to figure out what to do with the car. And then we just decide uh, to leave the car in a parking lot, take all our stuff, put it in a U- in a U-Haul, and drive the rest of the way. And to this day, I don't know what happened to that car. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Jack ever got a ticket for it or anything like that. But we get out to California. We start looking for a place. We're applying to all these places. We start getting denied left and right. We're like, why are we getting denied? One of them calls us and is like, You've been evicted from your last apartment. Unbeknownst to us, we had no idea. Basically, we got like a fuck ton of noise complaints from our neighbors downstairs. And you think like, ah, musicians, yeah, college kids, you're making a fuck ton of noise. No, not even that. Like, the our neighbors downstairs were fucking. They were they were just oh, they fucking sucked so much. They (laughs) they would like text us and ask us to walk around our apartment without our shoes on. Because they thought our footsteps made too much noise. Yeah, they fucking, they blew dick. But they, um, so that accumulated in us having to go to court. And uh, we thought we got out of it okay because nothing really changed. But uh, we went to mediation because we got kind of freaked out by their lawyer being so aggressive. And, uh, and, he had to sign this contract and the only piece of legal advice we got from someone we knew was uh, make sure you write, you admit to no wrongdoing. And so we tell the mediator, we admit to no wrongdoing. He writes, we admit to wrongdoing. We sign it. And then that was that. And basically what that meant was we got evicted, but we're allowed to live there. So that's showing up on all of our fucking credit reports in California. So we spent like two weeks just living out of this car that I bought once we got out there. And um, bouncing around the couches because we had a tour coming up in Mexico. We were like, let's just make it to that and we'll figure something out. Just before we leave to Mexico, um, we get an Airbnb for a month down in Santa Ana, California, which is in Orange County. And uh, because we just were like, let's just buy a month for October. We'll figure this shit out. We'll find a place that isn't going to check our credit and blah, 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 blah. And then we just get the place, and then the next day we go to the airport, fly down to Mexico. I get 
some texts from a friend saying, yo, did you register your car at my house? <laughs> and uh, I was like, and which I hadn't have an address. So I just picked one of my friends that lived out there. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, nah, dude, don't, don't worry about it. It's weird that they're sending that to you. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that was kind of like, we got back and, and moved in with this French helicopter pilot who was hosting the Airbnb. And it ended up being the two of us for a little bit, which, which was, kind of, it was, it was like the guy, the guy basically, all he did was, all he did was fly helicopters. And then on his off days, he would, uh, he would do a fuck ton of shrooms and, and just disappear for the day. So that guy was kind of wild. And, uh, and, uh, we ended up taking over the lease after he left. He went back to France and, uh, it ended up being the four of us living in a, in a, an apartment that must've not been bigger than maybe like 500 square feet, 600 square feet. It was four dudes in this two bedroom and our bassist ended up making the balcony, his bedroom. And then the four, and then the three of us would trade off between the two bedrooms and the couch. And, uh, and that went on for like a year and we just kind of kept hitting the music scene as much as possible and then living on top of each other. And yeah, that's how we got out to California. I mean, that was a long fucking story. Yeah. But sorry about the rambler. <laughs> no, that's okay. I like it. No, you, you, you did great. Um, no, I, I love it. And you guys are building up all this momentum here, but you know, I find that in a lot of artists, especially for somebody like you, you know, the records coming out with spine farm in this UMG situation when did you know when was it more than just your fans noticing what you were doing when do you, when did you start to notice like the industry was paying attention um you know weirdly enough not until we went out on tour with Bazflower because we were trying to get the industry well no 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 I'll take that back Ali Hagendorf uh who curates rock on Spotify the rock playlist from Spotify yeah she was she was one of the first to to kind of throw us a bone and uh that that helped us out so much she was yeah she was really because we had people like kind of like approaching us left and right but the thing about like when people start approaching you with like labels and shit like that they they it's there's so much just like talk mm -hmm. and it's hard to find people that really mean what they say and when you can tell somebody means what they say when they actually act upon what they say. And I think Allie was one of the first people to actually do that, you know? And, um, and, uh, it wasn't till 2019 when we went on bad flowers tour that we really started to garner some attention. And since then it, with the labels help, it's just been kind of growing and growing. Mm. Now this is a weird era to be releasing music of course when you can't tour so something i've been asking everybody that's been on the show lately that has a new album out is you know how, how did you guys adjust to this this new normal i mean you've been you know pretty much the entire time you've been promoting this record we we've been locked down you haven't been able to go out and you know get that face-to-face -face interaction which helps so much in growing an audience so yeah what have you been what have you been doing what what's worked really well what's what's been a big failure what's tell me tell me all the ins and outs of promoting this release um uh the ins and outs of it well i mean 
Yeah, it sucks that we can't tour. It sucks that we can't meet people face to face. And that is that is an absolute. There's no two ways about it that that's a hindrance. But um, but the best we can do to work around that is you know keep everybody up to date on everything we're doing and try to make try to just be entertaining on the internet, you know, and do <laughs> interviews like this and uh, just keep fucking screaming in everybody's faces until we can tour again you know it's yeah yeah it's just we I, we just gotta get over to touring and once we get to touring it's gonna be unstoppable you know <laughs> well you don't seem deterred by all the obstacles that have come your way oh dude this band has been nothing but obstacles since we fucking <laughs> first started it so i'm used to it at this point God, like somebody, somebody could drop a bomb on LA tomorrow and, and it'd be like, well, okay, what do we, how do we work around this one? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I love the spirit. That's what I like to hear. Now you guys do, you mentioned earlier, you have this live stream coming up produced by Bad Flower. Tell me about it. Tell me when it's happening. Tell me when people can check it out. Tell me all that's going into it. Cause this is, I feel like like a year ago, people had a really low bar for like, I want to see my favorite artists on from the comfort yeah. of my home, but the, it's been ratcheted up. You gotta, you gotta really bring it this time. So tell, tell me, yeah. tell me all about it. Um, well, Bad Flower has self-produced two of their, the two live streams that they've done. And they just came out fucking amazingly and we have no idea how to do that so so uh when we got the offer coming through from them like hey do you guys want to come use our new barn out in tennessee to film your live stream we're like are you guys filming it and they're like yeah yeah we'll put it all together for you fuck yeah we'll go do it because (laughs) that's how you get that product is that is that you know you gotta you gotta piggyback off the people that know how to do it really well and learn how to do it and they do it fantastically so um so yeah when we go and do it it's gonna be fucking incredible yeah i I, when is it going to actually air be broadcast on the 13th 13th okay so just a few days well this is going to come out tomorrow so people can check it out hopefully as soon as it drops and they'll have a chance to go get it where are tickets available uh, so tickets are available on Veeps.com, V-E-E-P-S.com. Uh, you just type in our band name. Uh, it's also on our Instagram in the bio. And uh, we post about it like pretty much every single day. So everybody can go get their tickets that way and buy a t-shirt. <laughs> I love to hear it. And the album is out right now. Of course, it's called hyphen or dash exclamation point dash or the exclamation album. Uh, you don't need to know what it's called. You just need to listen to it. You look up dead poet society anywhere. You're likely to find the band. You guys have a real knack for song titles that I'm sure the label absolutely loves between all the periods and the lack of spaces. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm sure processing, processing that into Spotify is a fucking, that's a, that's a fucking fun time for them. Or when the label's like, how do we make a hashtag for this record? And you're like, I, I mean, yeah that's on you buddy (laughs) isn't this what what you guys get your cut for to figure that out yeah exactly we just have a vision (laughs) yeah 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 
Um, well, I got to tell you real quick that I, one of the things I love about the record for anyone that hasn't heard it yet, it's 16 tracks. I, I like that there are, it's, it's a rock record that has interludes on it, which I feel like is an increasingly rare thing in the world of streaming. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, just pack You guys actually made a record that you can listen to front to back. Yes. Yeah. That was a huge goal of ours. That's what we wanted. We, uh, we, we wanted to hit every single vibe that you could possibly have and not get this sort of like artist fatigue that you get, you know, when you listen to a new album, you'll get like four or five songs in you're like, okay, I think I've had my fill of this. And then you'll move on to another artist is like, we wanted to constantly take you off guard and Mm. make it so that you can't predict what's coming next. And you're getting all these different vibes and all these different moods. And, uh, and really just kind of try to hold your attention the whole time. So if somebody hasn't heard Dead Post Society before, they're listening to us now, they want to go check it out. I know a lot of people recommend a track like Coda because that was around before. It's on this record, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of been reimagined. But for you, like if, if somebody's like, where should I start? What What's the song that you point people to to be like, this is the one that will like hook you and pull you into the rest of it? Probably American Blood or Coda. I think that those those two are, are, are more so American Blood is is like pretty digestible. <laughs> and an introduction and then you can kind of slowly work your way into the weeds <laughs> i love it and, uh, that's good yeah. that's a good answer i would have i would have won with american blood as well so we're on the same page i feel you cool awesome great minds think alike well you guys have this live stream coming up you guys have the records been out for uh, about a month well the, by the time we're celebrating the live stream you'll have been out for a month what do you what can you tell us about the future beyond this weekend uh the future beyond this weekend um the future beyond this weekend we're gonna yeah uh uh <laughs> i can't really tell you uh, we're gonna, you know we're probably gonna be playing some more live shows we have a couple of shows a, you know a festival or two locked in for the fall that hopefully doesn't get canceled and we uh we haven't announced it yet, but that's coming out. We're definitely doing a couple tours. Uh, those dates haven't been announced yet, and I can't say with who. who. But uh, it those are definitely happening. We're getting out across the U.S. and we're gonna bide our time through the summer and uh, try to try to just keep coming out with content. Maybe do some more live streams. Maybe you know, fucking. Uh, fucking go on a couple hikes i don't know i don't know we're figuring it out (laughs) well everyone that wants to know the answers can stay tuned on all of your social media i'm sure that those i'm just going to say those festivals are going to happen knock on wood i have tickets to things in the fall i would like to see them i know that you would like to perform again and until then people can pick up the new record they can find you on you know spotify everywhere else Thank you, Jack, so much for taking the time to chat with me today and tell me all about this wild ride you've been on. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely.